Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is, what are the three woes? First of all, we're coming off a few broadcast times in the DFW area. So the simplest, easiest way for you to continue to listen to the Prophecy Club is on your cell phone. And you do that by downloading the Prophecy Club app at your app store. We're also asking for your help to print three books, More of Miss the Mark, also What It Takes to Be a Prophet, and School of the Prophets Crusades Manual. We need about $17,000 to do that, and we need it in the next few weeks or so. So if you appreciate Prophecy Club and God has blessed you, we could certainly use your help right now. So let's go into the three woes. The first woe is locusts. Now, it is amazing to me how many people misunderstand, and they think that these locusts are actually horses. They are not, and I'll show you why. So we're going to go to Revelation 9.1. And the fifth angel sounded. Now, you remember the audible voice that spoke to me said that the seven seals play over seven years. It's important. Remember that. Seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. This one is a trumpet. So that means when the fifth angel sounds, that at that point we have about five months left, and that's confirmed by what is said here. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star. That does not mean a demon. That means an angel of God. I saw a star fall from heaven under the earth, and he was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, and there's the smoke of the great furnace. And a sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. I believe that that is literal. I believe that it literally has a, a big opening come up in the earth all the way down to the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts. It doesn't say horses. It says locusts. Locusts upon the earth. And to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. So these locusts can sting like scorpions. Their point is not to kill people. Their purpose is to torment them, to make them to turn to Jesus. This is one of the last recruiting campaigns trying to get everybody saved. And, of course, not everybody gets saved. We'll get to that, too. And was commanded them that they should not hurt them, nor the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads, because at this time the 144,000 are already sealed. That tells you that this is after first fruits. First fruits is about six months to the end. So this is probably in the ballpark of 30 days or so after the 144,000 have arrived with Jesus on first fruits. And to them was given that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented. In other words, stung, 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 trying to get them to repent. Jesus is doing everything he possibly can trying to get these mean people to repent. Of course, many of them still won't. Tormented five months. And the torment was the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days men shall seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Joel 2.8 says that there's going to come a time that people will be able to fall on a sword and not be wounded. Now, I can only guess of two things. Either they have some kind of a coating or a skin or a covering or something that the sword will not penetrate, or the sword goes into their body, they pull it out, and they have instant healing. My guess is the instant healing. So in those days men shall seek death, 
In other words, they're so tormented and it's so miserable living on earth, they want to die. They actually try to die. One person sent me a dream where people were jumping into the water, jumping into the ocean, trying to drown themselves, but they couldn't drown themselves. So they tried to kill themselves, but they can't. They desire to die, but death shall flee from them. Now, this is the overview of the tribulation. If you look in the top left corner, it has the seven seals. And then in the middle, it has the seven trumpets. Seven seals play over seven years. Seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over the last seven days. Now, I'm going to zoom in because today we're talking just about the three woes. So the first woe is the locust, which we're now discussing. Then we're going to get to the second woe, which is horsemen. And then the third woe is the frogs. So we're at locusts here. Then horsemen and then frogs. Okay, so now let's continue talking about these locusts. Revelation 9-7. And the shapes of the locusts were likened to horses. It did not say they're horses. It says their shape is like a horse. Now, I don't think it's saying that they have a head with four legs with hoofs on them. It's not saying that. Listen to what it says. And the shapes of the locusts were likened to horses prepared unto battle. In other words, they're not shaped like a horse. They're shaped like a locust. But the reason he has a horse there is because he's saying that these locusts are, have like bulletproof vests made of iron. They're not in the shape of horses. He's saying that they are wearing armor like horsemen would wear. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared into battle. And on their heads were, as a he were crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. And their hair was the hair of women. And their teeth was as the teeth of lions. So you got that? So it's a locust. It's a locust that's pretty hard or maybe even impossible to kill because it's got this big breastplate on them. Probably the crown like gold. I don't think it's gold. It just it, it looks like gold. And then they have hair like a woman, face like a man. But here's the interesting part. And they had these breastplates as it were breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots and many horses running to battle. Now, the smaller the insect is, the higher the pitch. Like, for example, a mosquito has a really high pitch, whereas a locust has a lower pitch. So in that this sound of these is like chariots and many horses running to battle, that tells me that these are pretty big. Now, I'm just guessing, but I'm going to say that they're probably 50 pounds or more because the, the wings flapping are so loud and so fast, sounds like chariots of horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions. And there were stings in their tails, and their power or their job or their design or their creation purpose is to hurt me in five months. In other words, it's a recruiting campaign. They're trying to get the people to repent of their sins, and that's exactly what he goes on to say here in just a minute. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue has his name Apollyon. Yes, I know it said that he saw a star fall from heaven. And yes, it could be a demon. I personally believe that it's actually an angel of God that opens up this crack. And then this is a different guy that is their ruler over them, the angel of the bottomless pit. So I think it's an angel from God sent down to open the bottomless pit, but then it has a totally a different angel that is over them, which is a bad name. The Greek tongue has his name Apollyon. So, it says, one woe is past, so there is no question the first woe is the locust. 
One woe is past, behold, there come two woes more hereafter. So to summarize about the locusts before we go to the horses. The locusts do not kill anyone. They steam people for five months, which is telling us that we're about five months from the end of Jesus or the end of time, Jesus returning. They don't die after five months, and it may be that they're almost impossible to kill. I don't think that they're all killed off. I think that they are simply there to go to the very end, trying to get people to repent. That means Jesus is going to return in approximately five months later. Their sting is like a scorpion, and they do not sting the 144,000 sealed. The point is to get people to turn to Jesus. Now let's go to the second woe. The second woe is horses. It's not locusts. It's horses. Revelation 9.13 And the second angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now, that's one of the things that I saw when I memorized the book of Revelation. To me, I'm not going to say that something is missing from the King James Bible, but I'm going to say that it appears that something's missing. Because it says, And the four angels were loosed, were prepared for an hour, a day, a month, and a year, for it to slay a third part of men. Okay, so now we're talking about four angels being loosed from the great river Euphrates. Then, all of a sudden, it starts talking about 200,000 horsemen. Okay, so where did the horsemen come from? It alludes to that they come from uh, the Euphrates River, but it does not say that. Matter of fact, it totally stops talking about these four angels that are loosed, and then it begins talking about the 200,000 horses. So to me, there it's almost like there ought to be another verse in there. Uh, the, the four angels loose them, or I mean, where they come from? What happened to the four angels? It doesn't say. But then all of a sudden, we have the 200,000 horses show up. So I have to conclude that the angels somehow produce or loose or something for the 200,000 horsemen. So let's go on. Verse 16. And the number of the army of horsemen were 200,000, and I heard the number of them. Now, I know there's a lot of teaching out there. As a matter of fact, there's a time to, to tell you the truth that I thought maybe 200,000 Chinese army was correct, because at the time there was a big teaching out that said, oh, well, China is advertising that they can uh, produce a 200,000-man army. And I, I, I've heard several different things like that, but actually, again, when I memorized that to get a deeper understanding of it, I don't think it's the Chinese army. I believe it's exactly what the Bible says. In other words, they are demons. They're demons from the pit of hell. Thus I saw, let's go back to 16. And the number of the army, the horsemen, were 200,000. I heard the number of them. Thus I saw the horses, okay, the horses in the vision, and then that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone. Now, I don't think that the Chinese have any horses that have breastplates of fire. And I don't think they have horses that the heads on the horses look like lions that can make fire come out of them. So it's not Chinese. I know there's people teaching that. I've got some emails about it. No, it's not the Chinese army. Get that out of your head. It's not. These are demons. These are demons sent forth. And the objective is to try to torment men. God lets that happen, hopefully trying to get them to repent and turn to Jesus. Thus I saw the horses of the vision and them sat on them, having breastplates of fire, just sent them brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, 
and out of their mouths issued fire, smoke, and brimstone. Kind of like a fire-breathing dragon, only this is not a dragon. This is a fire-breathing horse. By these three were a third part of men killed. So these guys kill. So the first locusts only torment. They're trying to get people to repent without killing them. But a lot of people don't repent from that. So he brings it a little bit harder. Third part of the men killed by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths. For their power was in their mouth, now listen to this, and in their tails. For their tails were like the serpents, and they had heads, and with them they do hurt. Oh my goodness. Man, when you go in and you start looking at some of the things on the internet, people really misunderstand this. First of all, the head or the tail is not a serpent. And it doesn't have a head like a serpent. Wait a minute, Stan, that's what it said. No, you misunderstood. Let me explain. For the powers in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were likened to serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. Didn't say anything about their tail stinging. Didn't say anything about their the, the tail being like a or the tail being a serpent. I believe it's a horse with a long tail that's kind of like a rope, and on the end of it is kind of like a sock with a rock in it. Or maybe a sock with a big rock in it. In other words, those tails, you start getting close to that horse, that fire-breathing horse with a head like a lion, and this long tail, and it probably what it has on it is like, try to imagine a rock, uh, let's say like the big, about the size of a cantaloupe, or maybe a little bit smaller than a bowling ball, and it's, it's, it's like it's on the end of this rope out there, this tail, and they can flop that around, kerwhack. That's what it, I believe that's what it is. That's what I kind of see as I memorize that verse. So it says, A third part of the men are killed by the fire, by the smoke, and the brimstone, which issued out of the mouth, but that's only half of it. The other half is their tail is like a sock with a rock in it. Kerwhack, and they hit men, and they hurt men. And the re- this tells the purpose of all this. And the rest of the men which are not killed by these plagues, who's that? That's the nations. See, there's three groups of people by the time Jesus returns. Those whose name is in the book of life, those whose name is not in the book of life, and those people that are in neither. In other words, they didn't receive Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast. They're what the Bible calls the nations. This is describing the nations, those people that despite everything the devil did, everything Jesus did, trying to get people to make a decision, these people, they're just outcasts. They're just roving bands of marauders and bandits and hoodlums and and uh, bad people, they, this is what they do, is they go around kill and rape and murder. But they don't get the mark of the beast, but they don't get saved either. They are the corners of the fields that are not harvested. This is what it's saying. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands. In other words, this is the reason this trouble, the whole reason the tribulation is coming, is to try to get people to repent, turn to Jesus. By the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, Idols of gold and silver, brass and stone and wood, which neither can see nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, their sorceries, or their fornication, nor of their thefts. So these are roving bands of people smoking dope and raping and killing and thieving and stealing. And that's all they did. And they didn't get into the system, so they didn't take the mark of the beast. But they didn't get into the system to find out about Jesus either. But he allows them to live up to 1,000 years. At the end of the 1,000 years, fire from God come down out of heaven and destroyed them. That's the nations. Now, let's go on. Summarize the second woe, which is horses. They are not the Chinese army. They are demons released from the Euphrates River. 
The Chinese army does not have nor reside in the Euphrates River. It's not the Chinese army. The Chinese army does not have horses that can breathe fire out their mouths. And this is 200,000 of them. And their objective is to kill people that have, they're going to try to kill everybody. It didn't make a difference whether they're saved or not saved. Because at this point, all of the 144,000 were sealed. They're long gone. Okay, So this is killing anything and everybody and is trying to get people to repent and turn to Jesus. Now let's go to the third woe. This is the day before Armageddon. How do you know that? Well, because, again, the audible voice told me the seven seals play over seven years, the seven trumpets play over seven months, the seven vials play over seven days. This is the day before Armageddon, the third woe. The demon spirits, like frogs, didn't say they're frogs, said they're like frogs. Here they are. Revelation 16, 1. I heard a voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials, so this is a vial, of the, of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went out, means at this point we're seven days from the return of Jesus. The first went out and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. So we're at seven days from Jesus' return. The second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. If everything died in the sea, how long would mankind have to live? Answer is, not long. I mean, that's a major food source. The third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Not like blood, they became blood. How do you know that, Stan? Because it tells you. I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. So when it says the fountains and rivers turn to blood, it means they literally turn to blood. Why? Because the people that need that water have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and God gives them blood to drink because they have done this, because they're worthy. And then two more confirmations comes along that says Jesus is righteous in what he's doing. I heard another aunt out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out, now we're getting close to what we're getting to here. The fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power is given him to scorch men with fire. So now we are three days left until the return of Jesus. What happens? The sun gets seven times hotter. Isaiah 30 verse 26 says, It gets seven times hotter. Then it novas. It goes out. It gets really bright, and then boom, it just totally burns out. The men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, and hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Again, it's a big recruiting campaign. Jesus is trying to get these people to repent and turn to him. The fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God because of their pains and their swords, and repented not of their deeds. Now, that was the fifth. That means at this point we have two days left. We're about 48 hours from the return of Jesus. Here it is. The sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates. And the water there was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. In other words, all of the kings of the east, like Iran, uh, India, and those guys, Russia's over there too, uh, China, Okay, all of those guys can now walk over dry shod through the Euphrates River. Why? Because these spirits, I'm about to tell you here, are calling them to come down and attack Israel so that God can destroy them. This is Armageddon. So here comes the third woe. 
I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs. Didn't say they were frogs. Like frogs. Like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils. Tells you what they are. They're devils. The spirits of devils working miracles. See, we Christians, we have to be careful because we tend to follow someone that has miracles. But the devils use miracles here to deceive. So be careful. Just because it's a miracle doesn't always mean it's from God, especially in the last days. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth into the kings of the earth out of the whole world to gather them to the battle. What battle? That would be Armageddon. To gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty, meaning the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is not seven years. It's not 100 days. I've heard 110 days. I've heard 30 days. i heard all kinds of things. The day of the Lord is one evening and morning. Isaiah seventeen fourteen. In evening tide they are, and the morning they are not. For they are spirits of devils working miracles, going forth in kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great, the great day of God Almighty. Now, here is another proof that there is no pre-trib rapture or mid-trib or pre-wrath. If there was a rapture, if all of the Christians were gone at this time, this verse would not be there. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Who is it that Jesus tells to watch? It's the virgins. Who is it that he says, keep your garments? Who wears the garments? The Christians. So this is saying to the Christians, I'm about to come. Don't lose your garments. There's a lot of people turning away from me at this point, you see. So he's trying to warn them, don't turn away from me. Now here's proof. Now it's about to tell you, the next day, the last day, is Armageddon. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. So there you go. That's, uh, that's the seven woes. Revelation sixteen seventeen, And the seventh angel poured out his vial. This is the day Jesus returns. Bob pours out his vial into the earth, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven. From the throne, saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great seed was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. Now, hang on. What earthquake? What's he talking about? You remember Revelation six twelve, where it says, And I saw heaven rolled back as a scroll. That's eternity entering into time. And that rolling back, the, the heavens rolling back like a scroll. See, Jesus is not way out there on some planet. He is right here. He's just in another dimension. And when he brings eternity in, the heaven rolls back like a scroll. That's when he arises to shake the earth terribly. That's when Isaiah 40 verse 4 says, And the and every uh, valley is exalted, and every high place and hill is made low. The crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made plain or smooth. The entire earth turns into a nice round smooth ball, and there's no more sea. Every mountain falls, every valley fills in, the earth is shaken down, every wall falls. Everything that is before this day, everything on the earth is all destroyed. That's the point of it. There's no more sea. There's no. There's another scripture that says you'll be able to walk across your freight tees with your sandals and on, on and not get your feet wet. So the earth is shaken into a nice round smooth ball. There's no more mountains, no more valleys, no more sea. It's all nice and smooth. And that is what it's talking about here, a great earthquake. Such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city, I believe that that great city here is talking about Los Angeles. 
The great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nation fell. And Great Babylon, that's talking about America, there's two destructions coming on America. The first destruction is upon the church. That's when the Russians attack, and that's because of the sins in the church. The second destruction is Jesus does that on this day at the seventh uh, vial being poured out, the seventh vial, seven trumpets, seven uh, seal, all being opened all the same day. And on this day is when Jesus returns and he destroys America because she has shed the blood of saints and prophets and those that dwell upon the earth. This is when every island flees away and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, about 75 pounds, about the size of a beach ball. Try to imagine hail the size of beach balls falling all around the globe, every place on the globe. Now, there's no more sea, there's no more mountains, no more valleys. All of a sudden, and we, the scientists estimate that this would make anywhere from 3 to 10 foot deep of these big balls of, of ice, these hail. Why would that happen? Because 48 hours before the sun went out, and at this point, the earth has gotten so cold because the sun went out. See, because space is minus 455 degrees. And after some 48 to 72 hours, depends on how you want to calculate that there, the earth at some point, the atmosphere reaches so cold that all of the water in the atmosphere turns into hail, and it falls to the ground and that's probably killing all of the animals on Earth, probably three to seven to ten feet deep, every place on the Earth. Probably all animals are killed, but we know the fowls are not killed because it takes seven months for the fowls of the Earth to eat the people killed in the Battle of Armageddon. So it says that there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. So you say, well, wait a minute. If it's going to kill all the animals on earth, why didn't it kill the people? Because they're underground. That's the reason Revelation six twelve says, and and the men uh, and the the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, and every free man, every bond man hid themselves in the dens and the rocks and cried to the mountains and rocks and said, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne from the wrath of the Lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who should be able to stand? Meaning, every human that is going to survive this has now long since been underground because, I mean, the sun went out, reached 455 degrees. Uh, the sun went out. Uh, the, there was some more water. All of the fountains, all of the, the, the sea, everything is all turned to blood. So if you're going to survive, they're all under the ground. Yet, even though they're underground, when Jesus returns, they still say, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne. In other words, they see Jesus returning. Even though they're underground, they still see him. Now, this is what I want you to do. First of all, uh, you got to get missed the mark. And let me just ask you two questions. And, and the first question is, if you had to tell someone the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you, would you tell them? Let me say it again. If you had to tell someone the most important information in the world, every beating heart, every breathing lung, the most important information on the planet, but you knew they wouldn't believe you, would you tell them? Well, I believe people listening to this broadcast would tell them. That brings us to the second question. What is the most important information in the world? Well, the most important information to do, obviously, is to accept Jesus. The most important information not to do would be to take the mark of the beast. Why? Because there's three groups of people. Now, this is not on the day of Jesus' return. This is when it's all concluded. 
all of the judgment has been handed out. All of the, everybody has new glorified bodies that's going to get them. There's only three groups of people when it's all said and done. And that is those people whose name is in the book of life, those people whose names are not in the book of life, they get tossed into the lake of fire, which is the second death, that soul death. Obadiah 1.16 says they'll be as though they had not been. Uh, Matthew 10.28 says, fear not him that destroy body, but fear him that destroy body and soul in hell. So that's soul death. The third group of people are those people that took the mark of the beast. And the Bible says there that the smoke of their burning ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night that worship the beast or his image or whosoever receiveth the number of his name. This book, see that spiral there? That this book is talking about the number of his name. And the book is thin. We, we made it with thin paper. We did double column, everything we could to make it look very thin. Why? Because we want people, when they get the book, to say, oh, that's a skinny little book. I can read this real easy. Yes. And you ask them those two questions and ask them to read this book. If they read this book, they will never take the mark of the beast. And they'll probably get saved. They'll probably ask Jesus into the heart. Now, one for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in sets of shrink wraps 10. 10 for 30, 20 for 45, or two sets for 45, and four sets for 70. You get that at prophecyclub.com. Second thing I want you to do is get my first book. It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. It does not discuss the rapture. The story on it is I memorized the book of Revelation a couple of years ago. In the process, I got 30 revelations, two visions, an audible voice, and I put them in this book. Essentially, God showed me the word first fruits. In Leviticus 23 and Revelation 14, 4, it's a secret door. He showed me a vision on it. It's a secret door, and when you link those together, it links the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. And for the first time in history, we can understand the chronological order of the prophecies. Third thing, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up to go to the crusade.